Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Shihan Chandra Sekra is one of only a handful of CPAs in the country who is a subject matter expert on cryptocurrency taxes. He's a published author, a CPA continuing professional education instructor, and a frequent technical contributor to various social media outlets. He was one of the first CPAs to have a published academic article on cryptocurrency taxation, and he joined the Cointracker team as the head of tax strategy to improve the CPA user experience. Now, ordinarily, I would jump right into the interview, but I want to provide a bit more information as context because the combination of cryptocurrencies and tax can be a bit complex and confusing. Luckily, Shihan is masterful at breaking down the topic into digestible pieces. Now, in July of 2019, the IRS sent warning letters to 10,000 taxpayers with virtual currency transactions that either potentially failed to report income and pay the resulting tax or didn't report their transactions properly. The letters themselves are not official guidance, but they do indicate that the IRS might be changing its required methods for calculating the value of crypto holdings and the appropriate forms and schedules for reporting them. And Shihan explains all of this in the episode. Now, let's be clear. Virtual currency is an ongoing focus area for IRS criminal investigations. That isn't FUD, which is an acronym for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It's a fact. The IRS treats virtual currency as property for federal tax purposes. And IRS Notice 2014-21 which I'll include a link in the full show notes to, provides guidance on how general federal tax principles apply to virtual currency transactions. So your compliance efforts should definitely follow these general tax principles. All right, time for us to figure out how to prepare throughout the year for the tax season, but also in anticipation of filing this year. Remember that cryptocurrency tax rules vary from country to country. For this episode, we focus on the United States, but crypto is global. So if you have taxable events in other countries, you'll need to become familiar with those laws as well. And the information contained in this episode from both Shihan and from me is for information and entertainment purposes only. So contact your tax, financial, and legal advisors for advice for your specific situation and issues. A final note before we begin, if you like what you hear today and decide to sign up for the Cointracker service, head on over to Cointracker.io and mention this Tech Intersect episode with Shihan for a discount. He mentions this fantastic opportunity at the end of the episode, so be sure to listen to the end. Okay, time to listen, learn, and leverage. 
So let's get started. Okay, I'm really excited to have on the show today a fantastic expert in the crypto tax space, Sheehan Shandritskira, who's going to talk about how cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin are taxed, what are examples of taxable and non-taxable events. We'll talk about some tips for listeners about what you need to know, how to best prepare throughout the year so that you're ready come tax time. Uh, A few special issues that traders and miners face that are slightly different from us hodlers or hodlers in the world. And then talk a lot about what Cointracker.io is. Sheehan is going to tell us a bit about his background and experience, and then we'll get later to Cointracker. Uh, They have some fantastic products that I really want to talk about. There's so few in the space to support people in the crypto space who have a good faith intention to really get their filing correct. And it's been a challenge I've heard from many people about how to do that successfully. So we're going to cover all of that today. Sheehan, welcome. Thank you for having me. So share a bit about your background and an experience and what led you to Cointracker.io. And that story, excuse me, may also include just how you got into the crypto space specifically. Yeah. um, So my background is a CPA. Ever since I got out of school, uh, I've been working in various public accounting firms from small to regional to public. And then specifically in the past two years, uh, I founded my you know, own firm, CPA firm with two other partners. And my niche was only to do with cryptocurrency startups type of practice area. So during that time, I got to know Cointracker and uh, you know, I had several discussions with those guys and I helped them with their you know, certain product developments and things like that. And then recently, I decided to spend most of my time with Cointracker.io. Uh, and actually, I also moved to San Francisco to help them closely as well. So yeah, that's where I am right now. That's fantastic. You are in rare air for sure, because there are so many CPAs who don't even know how to make sense of crypto. And, and that's presenting a, a real problem in the space where, as I said earlier, people have a good faith intention to do proper accounting throughout the year to prepare themselves. But let's, the number one question I receive, and probably you do as well, is how are cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin taxed? Yeah, so cryptocurrencies are treated as property according to the IRS, notice 2014-21. So even though it, it, you know, we call them cryptocurrencies, IRS is not applying, you know, currency or foreign currency rules. They're applying the specialized, you know, property rules. So what that means is, let's say, for example, you buy a Bitcoin for 10000 and then next year you sell that Bitcoin for 15000 So then you create a gain of 5000 So that $5,000 gain, it could be treated as either short-term capital gains or long-term capital gains, depending on how long you keep it. So if you keep that Bitcoin or whatever the cryptocurrency for more than 12 months, that would generate long-term capital gains. If you keep that currency for less than 12 months, that would generate short-term capital gains. So that's just a high-level, simple overview of property, you know, how property taxation works. That's uh, an important point because it's more akin to being treated like real property rules as opposed to currencies or foreign currencies. Can you help us make that distinction at a high level. If cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ether, Maker, others were treated like currencies or foreign currencies, how would it be different? 
Yeah, so foreign currency uh, are regulated under Section 988 of the IRS Code. Typically, in simple terms, you know, they would generate ordinary income when there's fluctuations in prices, subject to a lot of limitations, exceptions, and exceptions to exceptions. But the general rule is that if you're dealing with foreign currency, that you should generate, you know, ordinary income, as opposed to, you know, in cryptocurrency, because IRS is treating as property. If you're an investor holding Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, most likely that would generate capital gains and losses uh, as opposed to ordinary income and losses. Right. Excellent. So that leads me into another question that comes up often. What are examples of taxable events and and maybe things that are not taxable events in the crypto space? Yeah. So I think the easiest way to identify the taxable event is uh, if you, let's say you have uh, your stock portfolio and then you sell stocks, you know, obviously that's a taxable event. Uh, whether you have a gain or loss, you had reported on your uh, tax report. So in, let, let's go back to the crypto space. So if you have Bitcoin and if you sell it to USD, that's a taxable event. If you have mm-hmm. Bitcoin and let's say that Bitcoin got appreciated in value and using that appreciated Bitcoin, you buy another type of cryptocurrency, which, is, which we call a crypto to crypto transaction. That's mm-hmm. also a taxable event. What's not a taxable event is you know, during the year, let's say you, in the beginning of the year, you buy a Bitcoin for 10000 that appreciated in value for 20000 but you didn't sell it. Uh, right. And that does not trigger a taxable event. And that's really important. And uh, I think one of the many confounding things in the space is what you mentioned, uh, uh, exchanging Bitcoin for ETH, for example, as creating a taxable event, it's treated as buying and selling rather than a type of, you know, sometimes, oftentimes in order to onboard from uh, dollars or, or any type of other fiat into the crypto world, buying Bitcoin is is usually the first place people begin in order to then buy or trade in other cryptocurrencies. And so if you buy Bitcoin early in the morning and then you are using it to buy other cryptocurrencies at each step along the way, if I'm understanding, those are taxable events that need to be tracked, which is it makes it a difficult proposition for simply picking up additional cryptocurrencies, let alone trading. Is there any advice there or am I getting that right? Is that something that might change perhaps in a future version of a tax act? Yeah, so you you got it completely right. So what has been, you know, very cumbersome task for not only tax practitioners, but also for the taxpayers have been the tracking the gains and losses arising from crypto to crypto transactions. So like I said, first, you know, if you're an amateur, you first get Ethereum or Bitcoin, and then using those, you know, I would like to say those, you know, base cryptocurrencies, right. you're getting other old coins. And even sometimes, you know, you get old coins and then you, you exchange that old coins into other type of old coins. So tracking the basis, meaning how much you got your first currency versus how much you sold that first currency to get the second currency. That There's right. always the difference between those two numbers. And that's the amount that you had to pay taxes for when you file a report. So if you're doing, you know, tens and hundreds of transactions, it becomes virtually impossible for you to calculate these gains and losses. So that's where, you know, the cointracker.io comes into the play. And basically all you had to do is connect 
your exchanges and wallets through read-only API key to the platform right. and the platform takes care of the gains and loss reporting. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first... A word on an exciting opportunity. The Tech Intersect podcast is released to the public every Friday. But as an Advantage Evans member, you'll receive first listen access and live Tech Intersect Connect video chats. Premium members also receive a copy of my ebook, The Gen Xer's Guide to Upskilling in a Web 3.0 World, and unlimited access to the video chat replays and bonus episodes. My pro members, ready to leverage what they've listened to and learned, receive access to the Upskilling Self-Guided course and VIP group coaching calls. So as you can see, Advantage Evans membership adds substantial value to your podcast experience. And there are three ways to take advantage. <laughs> see what I did right there? Of all that the Tech Intersect podcast has to offer. So subscribe now and let's listen, learn, and leverage together. And now, back to the conversation. I think that's critical, especially what I've found and what I've heard in the crypto space that uh, the various exchanges, because they could be located anywhere <laughs> and may not have the same accounting rules and principles and tracking rules and principles that clearly lay out what you've described. And so even importing from an exchange like Binance or something like that make it very difficult to match up what is necessary and needed to file in the States. And then Binance has its own issues, so it's not the best example for sure because U.S. citizens have been segregated at this point. But, uh, you know, hopefully the point is at least well made that relying just on the information provided by an exchange to the extent that it does is probably not sufficient. And so that's what makes uh, services like Cointracker.io so important. Yeah, it, it's definitely not sufficient. Uh, if you look at 10 exchanges, the way they present their transaction history varies significantly because there's no uniformity when it comes to the presentation of information. And some exchanges do a great job in uh, tracking you know, some of the basis and, and things like that. Uh, and other exchanges, you know, even if we get their read-only API keys, they, they really don't provide information. So, again, it depends on where the exchange is located, what kind of regulatory environment they work at. But, again, the, as a taxpayer, you know, you may not get the perfect information right now, but as long as you're being reasonable and be, being proactive with the IRS, because of the space that we're operating in, because of how new it is, you should be all right. 
Right. No, that makes sense. There are a lot of bigger fish to fry with folks who are actually not trying to do this. And I should have said at the beginning, and I will repeat at the end, that what the information that we are discussing today is for education and entertainment purposes only. And you should rely on the advice of your own financial, tax, legal, business, and other advisors for your specific and particular circumstance. So we've talked a bit about some of the challenges of tracking, and I imagine that it would be even more difficult for traders in the space who are professionally trading and others who are earning in crypto, miners in a proof of work scenario, for example, immediately come to mind. Are there special rules or particular issues that traders, miners, and others who are earning crypto should be aware of? Yeah, so... uh... So Iris has some favorable rules for uh, traders. So according to the IRS, trader is somebody uh, you know who does say thousand or more transactions a year, and trading has to be their full time job. IRS does not have a definition for a trader. Uh, the, the the status of trader is typically defined by referring to the case law. Mm-hmm. Now. If you are a cryptocurrency trader, meaning if you're doing this full time, you do you know thousands of transactions a day, you can write off all the losses that you uh, you know from coming from the trading activity, you know as opposed to being capped at that three thousand dollar maximum capital loss rule applicable to regular investors. Right. So this is this is great if you're a trader. Again, the burden of proving that you're a trader lies within you, so you had to have you know good documentation and, and things of that nature. And the IRS also has this you know election called section 475F, mark to mark election. So basically mm-hmm. at the end of the year, depending on where your position is, let's say in the beginning of the year your position is worth hundred thousand and at the end of the year your position is worth let's say fifty thousand. You can write off that loss. Uh, you know, you can mark to mark. You can do a mark to market adjustment without even selling that position. So, so those are some favorable things uh, if you're a trader. And if you're a miner, the IRS treats mining as a you know as in like you know you're carrying a typical business activity only if it rises to the level of trade or business. So, so what do I mean by uh, you know rising to the level of trade or business? Meaning, uh, if it is, if you're doing mining as as your business, you know, it doesn't have to be your main business. It's it has to rise to some type of trade or business. Meaning, you had to do it with the motive of earning profits rather than as a hobby. If mm-hmm. that's the case, you get to write off all the equipment uh, pursuant to you know there are different court sections like bonus depreciation section one seventy nine de minimis. Again, what you need to know is that if you're if you're running your mining operation as a business, you get to deduct so many expenses, write off all the equipment, and you know virtually have no taxable income, which is good when it comes to tax reporting because in your tax return you will always want to look poor, and these are some legit ways that you can look poor when filing your tax return. Oh, that's excellent. That's really, really helpful. Okay, so that leads me to wanting to share more about what Cointracker.io has to offer to help people navigate this space. I know you have a couple of products, and I should tell everyone this is not a paid advertisement, although I always welcome that from Cointracker.io. We'll talk about that at another time. But I really want to support people in the space to know what's available, to know trusted parties out there who are helping everyone to navigate 
in the space and to prepare and to make sure or have some type of reasonable assurance that you are tracking properly so that you're prepared to file. So at Cointracker.io, you have asset tracking, document preparation. Talk to us about the various products and services that you offer. Yeah, so we mainly have two products. So the number one is the asset tracking software, which is completely, completely free, meaning you can connect your exchanges and wallets and we can track the fair market value of the uh, in US dollars throughout you know entire your portfolio. And number two is the tax calculation software. So right now, if you're dealing with a cryptocurrency exchange, they're not going to give you a capital gains and loss report like a brokerage services that you're used to, let's say like TD Ameritrade or JP Morgan. Mm-hmm. The calculation of those gains and losses, the, the responsibility is in you. So by connecting your exchanges, wallets and everything to CoinTracker, just one-time connection and at the end of the year, the CoinTracker is going to give you a gain and loss report that you can give it to your accountant or you can directly import to your TurboTax or Tax Act or we can give you the report that you can include in your tax report. So that takes care of your tax reporting for your cryptocurrency trading. That's a major uh, step forward for people to put away their Excel spreadsheets or other means of trying to make sense of it or cobbling together, as we say, all of the various activity from exchanges or in cold storage wallets and so forth, because this decentralized ability to connect with people on and off of traditional electronic means, means at the end of the day or the the month or the year, putting the pieces back together again has proven to be oftentimes an exercise in futility. So having a trusted party in this way knows the rules, knows how to pull everything together and is doing so uh, in the background throughout the year seems to solve a lot of the problems and headaches because the consequences of not getting it right even though to your point, and it's a good one to restate that if you can demonstrate you at least were trying to do the right thing, the consequences are far less dire than if you are wantonly avoiding what is the proper way to track and to file. So I can imagine how uh, supportive and important it is to have a service like this. Would you like to share with listeners any final thoughts about the topic, any tips that you would ordinarily give someone as they continue to listen and and make sense of how to prepare for crypto tax season? Yeah. So starting next year, every taxpayer, there's there's going to be like 150 uh, tax returns being filed in tax season. In the Schedule 1 of Form 1040, there will be a question asking all the taxpayers whether you have sold, created, exchanged or have any financial interest in cryptocurrency? So this is a yes and no question. Actually, a couple of days ago, IRS finalized this form. So now we know for sure that this form is going to appear in the next tax season. Now, going forward, cryptocurrency compliance is going to be super important. You have to use a trusted source with, you know, like Cointracker.io to calculate these, you know, gains and loss reports. You know, if you're very confident about calculating the gains and losses in an Excel spreadsheet, go ahead and do it. But as time goes on, as you become more sophisticated, it becomes virtually impossible to track these spaces. And going back to Cointracker, actually, we did help a couple of clients uh, during the summer who got, you know, one of these 10,000 tax notices. And uh, we provided the gains and loss report for those people. And then they presented them to the IRS. 
and the IRS did accept our gain and loss report. So, mm-hmm. so the compliance, you know, has been optimized, and we constantly have conversations with the IRS. And uh, I would highly recommend using a third party like you know Contractor.io that has been doing what we have been doing for the past few years to calculate the gains and loss report because. In the case, just in case we get audited by the IRS, we can provide the backend support, meaning how we arrived at the gains and loss report. This is the technology behind us rather than you trying to show the IRS, hey, here's my Excel, which doesn't mean anything. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That's great. Well, uh, I'm, for one, glad that you are in the space. I know my listeners are as well. Please let them know where people can connect with you and your work. Yeah, so uh, we are pretty active on Twitter. You can directly talk to Cointracker.io. My Twitter handle is at Shihan1212. You can also go to our website, Cointracker.io, talk to the support. And if you're buying a tax plan for next year, please mention my name and this uh, podcast, and we'll be happy to give you a special discount. Excellent. I will um, follow up to make sure that people do that and to reinforce in my final comments Shian, thank you so very much for joining me and for all the really important information that you provide. I'm so glad that you're in the space and doing the work that you're doing. And I also really respect you for the educational work that you're doing. You uh, remained committed and invested in ensuring that people just increase their awareness and their education above and beyond the products and services. And so that's why it makes the products and services shine because you're a star. So I thank you. I hope you found this information extremely useful as you prepare for tax season. And it's early enough in the year that you can begin to also track your transactions throughout the year to be in a great position to file your 2020 taxes as well. Shihan shared really valuable information about how cryptocurrencies are taxed, the challenges of tracking gains and losses, special rules for traders and miners, the difference in treatment of cryptocurrencies as property and not other currencies like foreign exchange currency tax treatment and more. Advantage Evans members will have access to curated content and additional information on all of these topics. And I might even be able to convince Shihan to do a special Ask Me Anything or AMA for Advantage Evans members. So stay tuned. Now, If you've enjoyed this episode, please like it, comment, and share with your friends and networks in order to amplify the content and the reach. And consider becoming an Advantage Evans member for a deeper dive and curated content. And also a free copy of my forthcoming book, The Gen Xer's Guide to Upskilling in a Web 3.0 World, and the companion self-guided online course. That's all for now. Until next time, continue to shine. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.